1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the eve of the final league weekend of the season. Stephen Gerrard says he'd always had faith he'd win the league even amid the doubters. Scott Brown's Celtic career comes to a close in what may well be John Kennedy's final game in charge. And Jack Ross says he's baffled by the decision to only allow 600 fans into the Scottish Cup final. And now maybe even that is in doubt as well. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Stephen O'Donnell and Hugh Keevans. A dramatic... And eventful weekend of celebration and commiseration coming up I can't help but feel, Gordon You've got congratulations to give to Stephen Gerrard The SPFL Manager of the Year That not may, that may not be a universally held opinion We'll find out between now and 8 o'clock Commiserations to Hamilton Ackies Barring a miracle, they are down And congratulations to my old sparring partner Scott Brown A magnificent career at Celtic Ends tomorrow where that career started at Easter Road Tears will be shed Don't worry Stephen O'Donnell You don't have to go on a 90 second <laughs> monologue like that it, No we're not looking for that from you How much are you I guess you guys are in an interesting position this weekend Where you have a, a, bit, a bit to say In terms of who might finish up in that relegation playoff spot Yeah no definitely It's always nice to have have something to play for at the end of the season And to, to be involved in a a relegation battle where you want to affect it, you want to affect it because you want to do do the best you can, and hopefully we can, and, and I can hopefully play a part in um, helping an old team. But obviously, more importantly, I want to win for um, Motherwell on Saturday or Sunday. Sorry. Yeah, there's lots to get through with Stephen O'Donnell <laughs> and Hugh Keevans regarding. He's, he's still not sure what day, day he's is. Ah, I've tried to tell him twice in the newsroom. <laughs> he'll, he'll warm up to it. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number. You need to get in touch tonight So let's hear from you At the final Premiership weekend of the season This is where it all comes together Trophy day For you Rangers fans Celtic fans At the end of an era For Scott Brown Will it be John Kennedy's Final game in charge Most people would assume so um, We're looking ahead To all the big games And all the day's Big talking points But we do need you So pick up that phone 0141 um, we're on Twitter as well Don't forget that You can tweet us Over there At Clyde SSB um, Hugh It's been A very interesting week mm. We had the Full fixture card On Wednesday night Where we learned Mostly about the bottom Of the table By all yeah. By all means It looks like Hamilton Are going to go down For Rangers and Celtic Rangers Preserving that unbeaten run Celtic maybe With an eye to the future People looking at Likes of Adam Montgomery Karamoko Dembele And of course We've made it to five and a half minutes past six And I'll just bring up Eddie Howe for the first <laughs> time Now looking at, you know, is, is that what's next? <laughs> How close is that? Well, I mean, the, the people that I would trust uh, Keep telling me that it is Eddie Howe It will be Eddie Howe And possibly next week for Eddie Howe Put it this way, Gordon If it is not Eddie Howe And Celtic have put all of their eggs in Eddie Howe's basket it will be a monumental embarrassment to the club. So, fingers crossed that Dermot Desmond, Peter Lawwell, Dominic Mackay must all of their fingers crossed that it is Eddie Howe and it is imminent. Right, 01419511025. That is the number that you need. A few things that we could get our teeth stuck into to start us off. It is obviously going to be Scott Brown's last appearance for Celtic tomorrow. Celtic fans, what do you? You make of that Any sort of farewell messages If you like And, and what's next Who's going to 
take that armband We had a caller on last night And I thought we could maybe elaborate a bit on the debate Is it Callum McGregor? Is it someone who's already in the building? Or will it need to be left open to a new signing this summer? Who is going to be Celtic's next captain after Scott Brown leaves? Give us your thoughts right now on the phones And what about you Rangers fans? I'm very interested in some comments we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard He says he always had faith he could win the league Even when people doubted his credentials when he was appointed I wonder about you Rangers fans Because it's easy for Hugh Keevans to have doubted him Or Stephen O'Donnell or myself or anyone else are there any Rangers fans out there who would admit that they they doubted him or or admit that he has surpassed what they thought was possible? Pick up the phone and let us know. We'd love to speak to you. 01419511025. John Kennedy says managing Celtic's been priceless for him. He will take charge for the final time this weekend away to Hibs. No, for me personally, it's it's priceless in terms of development wise. Um, it's been a difficult season for all because. You know, I've been here a long time. I've been through the successful times and I know how good it can be. You know, and this season's been the toughest of all. You know, in all my time, both as a player uh, and on the coaching staff, it's been the toughest of all in terms of what we've had to deal with. You know, the pressure of the season, the way it went, and then trying to fight back from that's been very difficult. So that's been tough. And then obviously Neil loses his position, who I worked very closely with again. So, um, so there's been a number of, you know, hits to take there. And then obviously you're asked to then you know, for the final few months of the season, you know, go and take the job. Uh, it's always my ambition at some point. I've never been in a rush to do it, you know, to manage. Um, but obviously circumstances weren't perfect. But again, it's an opportunity and experience that, you know, not a lot of people can get. And for me personally, the development side of things and having to deal with, you know, a lot of the things that go on in, in tough times, you know, it's, it's, it's really good for me going forward. So probably later in my my life I'll look back and say that was a priceless experience I had and like we said a final Celtic appearance for Scott Brown before he moves to Aberdeen Kennedy says they want to send him off on a high I've kind of been savouring every moment with him uh, he's spending a lot of time around the staff and the, the building and and kind of getting his last conversations with people but it's, it's been emotional as well you know you look at him you know even training today thinking this will be your last session here at Lennox Town um, the game the other night was you know had a bit of emotion in it as well so uh, it's good it's been a nice week been quite a calm week, you know, a good result the other night, good performance for him in his last game at Celtic Park and, you know, hopefully tomorrow we can we can end on a high again. Well, let's bring in Eddie and Carluke and see what he's got for us tonight. Hi, Eddie. Hi, guys. How are we doing? Not bad at all. Are you well? Yes. Good doing man. very well, good, thanks. Good. What's your point tonight? Uh, it was actually to look to talk to Hugh. Um, Hugh, a few years ago, actually, in fact, 2016, so it was just about uh, before... Brendan Rodgers came in, um, there was talky, Scott Brown, you know, he, he, this was perhaps his, his, his last season then, he, they thought his legs were going, and I, I attended one of the Super Scoreboard events in the studio, it was like one of the live shows, and I asked you the question where you thought uh, Scott Brown ranked in like in terms of the greatest Celtic captains, because I thought, he, in my opinion, he's one of the best, and I, I thought that at the time, and you were of the opinion back then that he still had a long way to go before he could be considered alongside the likes of Billy McNeil. And I just wondered, a few years on, when he's actually about to leave, if if that view has changed for you, if you've had, been able to revise your opinion um, and what, what, how effective he's been or how good a Celtic captain he's been. I'm sure you'll understand that five years have passed since I gave that opinion. That's what I love. Though. Don't don't yeah. think you get away with it. These listeners never forget. And uh, I'm sure that you're a regular listener to this program, and you will have heard me say that I believe Scott Brown to be the second greatest captain of Celtic after Billy McNeil. And you'll also have heard me say 
uh, I do not use that expression lightly because nobody thought higher of Billy McNeil than me. Uh, so I have said he's the second best captain after Billy McNeil. I have also said many times on this programme that he will be the hardest Celtic player to replace since Henrik Larsson. Now again, you cannot find praise higher than that because many people will regard Henrik Larsson as arguably the finest player ever to have worn Celtic's jersey. So to say that Scott Brown is the next hardest player to replace, uh, I think is very high praise indeed. So therefore, in summary, Eddie... What I said five years ago Since then He's changed his mind Eddie Scott Brown has won a quadruple treble And has gone on To become the second best Celtic captain Mm. In Celtic's history Do I make myself crystal clear Edward I think he's eating his words Eddie That's his way of saying you were right all along That's not eating words That is simply updating the opinion Eddie asked me for my opinion Five years ago You've rattled him Eddie You've got under his skin Well done It's only ten past six Oh, no, do you know what? It's just I, I kind of thought that would be the case anyway, Hugh. And it was just nice thinking back to to, to that event because I, I, you know, there was a lot of people, a lot of doubters back then for Scott Brown. I was one of the ones that were saying he's he, he definitely not finished yet. He's, he's got a lot more to offer the club, and um, just the last kind of few weeks and days, it's it, it's been hitting home. As John Kennedy said, he's not going to be there next year. So it was quite emotional watching the game. Last week, but it got me thinking as well. You know, you've heard there have been different pundits in the last week or two um, that have, you know have said he's not a Celtic legend. He, he couldn't be regarded in the same breath as as, as Billy McNeil, which really got under masking because, in my opinion, that was just hugely disrespectful. To a guy who's clearly invested his, his full career at the club. He's, he's done so much for. The, the, the cause everybody that you, you hear talking about him genuinely has positive things to say about how he, he conducts himself as captain and I, I just think Celtic fans we owe an unlimited level of gratitude to the, the service that he's provided and if you say here he's, he's got, I, 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 don't, I honestly don't know where we're going to go for a captain next year well, what, is, what is your hunch telling you at the moment Eddie that sort of leads us on nicely to a, a good debate going forward Callum McGregor generally takes the armband when Scott Brown's not involved. Is that something you can see happening? Do you think he'll be there? Do you think he'll be the captain? Or do you feel like it's likelier to be a a new signing, whoever that may be? Or maybe there's someone else in the building that that I've not named. I I, I personally don't think it's Callum McGregor that should be. I I think he will be. Uh, I think that's the the, the kind of natural succession. I personally don't think he's he's ready for it. you know when he's he's been on, when he's been given the armband. You know I'm, I'm not I'm not doubting his commitment and he he'll he'll give the same amount of effort. But I think his performances have suffered when he's had. What do I say? I, I think it's maybe a wee bit too much on his shoulders to to be captain and be that influential midfielder. I think if it's going to, it looks like it's going to be Eddie Howe. I would like him to either bring somebody in new. I know there's been a few people mentioned that he's had in the past as captain um, or. Personally, I think James Forrest would be a, a, a good shout. Um, or even somebody like, if that's something, to, a, a carrot to dangle for somebody like Christopher Ayer to stick around, mm. I'm not saying that would be effective, but I just, I don't get the, the, the same vibes that I got when Scott Brown yeah. took over. Right, Stephen, you will have played against Scott Brown many, many, many times, and you'll have played against and alongside Callum McGregor for, for Scotland. How, 
How vocal is Say Scott Brown on the pitch then When you're an opposition player How much do you notice That he's the captain For instance I think from the The, the first whistle You see the way he carries himself Coming out You see he Probably a wee bit Don't want to be disrespectful But it's old school Like a Roy Keane You can see the presence he has mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I have that Quite same presence A few times I've had the armband But um, he, he comes out And, and look he's He's been an exceptional player I think the first thing You need to do as a captain Is perform well And, and Scott Brown Has done that Throughout his full career At, at Celtic um, And then on the pitch Obviously you can just tell how That he's vocal And he's, he's keeping the standards high At not only Games But every day during the week um, It would touch on My, my, my point with Callum McGregor um, I think He would be a natural replacement A different type of captain In my opinion um, But with playing alongside him and, and I was in the youth team With him as well he, he does the right things And uh, Someone to look up to As a captain Is a great um, Asset and, and Callum has Has all those sorts of attributes Is he as vocal as Scott Brown Is he the same character I, I, I wouldn't think so He might be I don't see him Obviously I'm not at Celtic I don't see him day to day But He He will Give everything for Celtic He has done I think Touching on the point about performances Is a bit harsh I think The full Celtic team Maybe has dropped a wee bit um, From previous years But Callum is it's proved time and time again what, what a top quality player he is And he's forever present And that's something That That is crucial When you're, you're looking to people That will Hopefully Well If it's Eddie Howe That hopefully are able to Instill the values of Celtic mm. Into Eddie Howe He needs to He's coming to a big club If, if it is Eddie Howe and, and Callum McGregor Is probably someone I'd say Has has all those sorts of attributes to give I mean you you know, mentioned there something about Callum McGregor does the right things. You've you've been in many Scotland squads with him and and played. What does that mean? That means sort of training in the right manner, always being there because there are different types of leaders, aren't there? Yep. You get super vocal ones, guys who who would just try and lead by example. Is that is that more his forte or, yep. or is well, he vocal? That, look, he's vocal before games. He's 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 given a bit before before the games and and trying to lead. But again, everybody every player now reacts differently. And and in a Celtic dressing room. There's different nationalities. You're fortunate away with Scotland. You're you're all British, and it's um, and it's, it's I mean, I understand you naturally. Whereas um, at Celtic, I'm sure there's some boys. Maybe the French boys don't speak as well. But he um, he certainly has all the all the attributes I think you would need. Whether or not he's going to be a good one or not, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not um, I'm not in the place to say that. But I certainly wouldn't hesitate in giving him it. Uh, it's an interesting one. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Thank you to Eddie. Uh, Dominic is also a Celtic fan. Just pick up there if you can, Dominic. Cause I'm interested to to get a wee range of opinions here. Wh- who do you think might be Celtic's next captain? Callum McGregor, I don't know, Christopher Ayer, or is it more likely to just be a new signing? When a new manager comes in, he just recruits a guy, picks a guy, and it's more likely to be him. Well, Gordon, six months ago, I probably said Callum McGregor. I say, but. Um, look, looking at the way the seasons went, it, the clear out is that's needed is massive, and it's going to have to be a new signing for me. Yeah, and I suppose this this is the difficulty, isn't it, Dominic? Everything's underpinned by this managerial question because it's all right for us to say, "Oh, Callum McGregor would could be the next captain," but the new manager might might have his guy. If it's Eddie Howe, it might be someone that he's relied on at Bournemouth. It, it could be someone else. So you, the the entire complexion. Of the dressing room could change between now and the the restart of the new season, because let's just say for the sake of conversation, it is Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe might have to bring in upward of seven, eight, nine, ten players, and Eddie Howe might have a firmly held view of who his captain should be, mm-hmm. 
I don't know how firmly held a view he can hold of Callum McGregor because he's never worked with Callum. But the whole complexion of the dressing room will change between now and the start of the new season. And Eddie Howe might very well have the man in mind that he thinks is the natural leader to his way of thinking. So, so Dominic, your disappointment in this season is such that that that's convinced you that the next captain will not or cannot come from the existing group of players. Has it been that bad? I don't. I, I, I don't think. I, I think Callum McGregor's got his eyes set and a move as well. And I think his body language. He used to be one of the players you could look at. He could get this. He could take a great a game with his cuff in the neck. And I think over the last six months or longer, you, you can see it in his plays and his body language. He's making mistakes that he would never have made before. Um, even under Brendan Rodgers I mean People keep saying This is the same team As Rodgers No it's not We, we, we lost Dembele We lost Tierney We lost Scott Sinclair We lost Armstrong It's a totally different team And their heads have all went down Even Edwards Body language Isn't good enough for me And McGregor's Hasn't been good enough For me either And I think The whole clear out Involves Brown away McGregor away I think it's got to be A new signing for me And it was that, just going to yeah, I'll, I'll let you back in I just, I'm just interested I think that's a good debate Dominic Is that not is it, if you maybe, I wonder if you maybe answered that point though Is it not just that Celtic are now Not as good as they were They're losing games That there's various things that have gone wrong And therefore It's understandable that people's body language has, has changed You know and, and that they're, they're not the same as they were Rather than that automatically meaning Callum McGregor's down tools and, and wants to leave well, what you said there, Gordon, would make loads of sense. Of course it does. Because you've rhymed you like, them off them all, Callum, haven't you? Callum McGregor, Callum McGregor should be, for me, um, but dragging this team and, and looking to be the next mm. captain and making a point for it, he should can be. I, can I just make to, one, me, to, me, to me, it's not looking like it. Can I just make one quick point about body language? Whether I said it five years ago or five minutes ago, if I said body language, people would say, oh, that's amateur psychology in your part. Uh, it might just be the case that Callum McGregor Who has played more football than anyone at Celtic Suffers occasionally from fatigue And his performance level may drop But I don't think that that entitles anyone to say Oh his body language suggests to me that he wants out the club It's a bit like you When you lose it beat the pundit The shoulders <laughs> slump The head goes down You're not the same chirpy character Anyway um, Dominic I know you had I know you had another point And I maybe derailed you a little bit there So carry on can I just say, especially to Hugh there for what for his comments here, Hugh, I was actually dragged away for why I even phoned in. So <laughs> that's what happens. We end up we end up going down various routes. My point was about Scott Brown. I thought I phoned in to talk about Scott Brown. The, at the top of the show, you said tears will be shed. This mm-hmm. and that. I think Scott Brown came in at a time where he got away with murder as a football player, and he, he, he's he's got away with we know we know brilliant competition really. Throughout his playing day and, and by the way As a Celtic player I'm grateful for uh, Celtic fans are, as I, I'm grateful for Scott Brown's contribution Of course I am I mean but I mean, look at guys Like Paul McStay Couldn't lace his boots Paul Lambert Couldn't lace his boots Tom Boyd Jackie McNamara they, These guys have fought Tooth, blood and nail To carry Celtic through times How do you define How like, do you define Getting away with murder What do you mean by that? Well, well, well could, could they lace these guys Boots as a captain And, and and the disarray time Celtic were in, and and the, the competition they had at the time, I think Scott Brown got it easy compared to these captains. I think, I think that's unfair. before him. I think that's unfair. Well, I mean, the, the, well, that's your opinion. Yeah, exactly. And I've just <laughs> expressed it. Uh, it's unfair to say he couldn't have laced so and so's boots or someone else's boots. You can only judge him. On what he did And he Like Billy McNeil And here's the comparison For me 
Billy McNeil didn't shout and ball Billy McNeil led by example He was the man who created the modern day Celtic By scoring the goal that won the cup in 65 By becoming the first Briton to win the European Cup in 67 He led by example And Scott Brown has done the same Year upon year upon year And that has led to unprecedented triumph In the shape of a quadruple treble Never done before in Scottish football So I think it's wrong McStay and Aitken and Lambert were all wonderful players Of that there is no doubt But it's wrong to say that by comparison Scott Brown got away with murder That is desperately unfair Can I also touch on I take it Dominic you're a Celtic fan Yes So are Celtic How do you regard them as a club? Are they a, a small club? A, a massive club? One of the biggest in the world? How? I actually can't believe you just asked me that They're one of the biggest clubs in world football So, so would you think that being the captain for one of the biggest clubs in world football would ever be easy and you would ever get away with murder being no, the captain no, for no, that, no, that club? No, what I said was I'm forever grateful for Scott Brown's contribution. But you say he gets away but, with murder. He's he, he's been one no, of the most I, successful managed uh, captains ever. I, through, through fortunate, he, he was fortunate at the time he came in. I, I mean, look, was Paul... Paul McStay had so much, so much competition in weight and he's back more than Scott Brown ever had. Martin O'Neill had re- revived Celtic and, then, and Gordon's, and had success under Gordon Strachan when Scott Brown came in. Scott, Scott Brown came into a team. I mean, the guys like McStay and that carried uh, Celtic and Paul Lambert even in 98 had a lot more on their shoulders and they were a lot more gifted. They were, they were better football players than them. Yeah, I, I don't, to be fair, I don't think Hugh or anyone said... Scott Brown's a better footballer than Paul McStay I suspect that's a very different argument Anyway, thank you Dominic 01419511025 Rangers fans, we're about to hear from Stephen Gerrard Saying he had always had faith he could win the league Even when people doubted his credentials When he was appointed I wonder how you're feeling ahead of tomorrow Trophy day You've been waiting on it for months How How are you feeling? How much are you looking forward to it? Pick up the phone and let us know And I wonder if you as Rangers fans I wonder if there are anyone, if there's anyone out there who would admit that that you had doubts about Stephen Gerrard when he took over and what that journey's been like. 01419511025. We'll hear from him and you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans is in the building. He's joined by Motherwell and Scotland defender Stephen O'Donnell this evening. If you want to speak to the guys, it's 01419511025. Rangers fans, keen to get your thoughts on how you're feeling ahead of a big weekend. I know you've been building up to it for quite some time because the league was wrapped up and tomorrow the trophy will be handed over. Rangers against Aberdeen, 12.30 at Ibrook. So how are you feeling? And interested to get your reaction to these comments from... Stephen Gerrard Pick up the phone And let us know He says He always had faith He could win the league Even when people doubted His credentials Back when he was appointed He says the challenge Is now to build on Their success What I achieved at Liverpool I'm really proud of But it was about Moving on from From that uh, period In my career as, as a footballer It was about you know Going down a different road In terms of the coaching And the management I had my apprentice If you like At Liverpool Coaching the 18s and 19s Which really set me up I learnt a lot and uh, I was around some magnificent people that prepared me for this opportunity. Um, I think from the outside, not many people believed I was the right person. Um, I understood people saying I was a rookie and I was inexperienced and the job was too big. I get all that. But when Rangers came, I mentioned the feeling. I had a vision. I, I seen that opportunity to try and get to this point of, of becoming a champion and getting Rangers back where uh, they belong. Now it's about trying to, to add to that trying to improve on that 
and that's the challenge for us all all moving forward I mean Stephen Gerrard himself understands it and you'd have heard it on shows like this and newspapers and whatever else it, it, it was a fact it was obvious he was a rookie manager People may have commented that, that that was a concern And they would question the credentials But what about you Rangers fans? How, how did you feel? I'm wondering if anyone out there can hold their hands up and say I did doubt it I, I thought it was a, a risky appointment Or whatever it may be And now tomorrow that's all going to be wiped away When the trophy's lifted Just give it. Give us your thoughts So 01419511025 For instance PR on Twitter Says I never doubted Gerard. Always thought he had it in him to win the league I think that's down to what he achieved in Europe though Getting to the group stage the first season Qualifying with nine men Into the last two seasons Getting to the last 16 So that's where his belief came from um, Hugh, the league was wrapped up a long time ago And so for weeks now the focus has been about This, this day tomorrow for, for Rangers fans Yeah, of course um, I think he deserves the manager of the year title There will be plenty who will disagree with that But I think he deserves it uh, I think there was one moment In his time at Rangers When he did have self-doubt when he lost the cup tie to Hearts at Tynecastle, uh, I think that night he was beginning to have doubts because it had been a long time since he had enjoyed good success, uh, domestically speaking. Uh, and I think had the lockdown not occurred and had Celtic gone to Ibrooks when they were supposed to with a 13-point lead, had Celtic gone to Ibrooks and beaten Rangers that weekend, I think there would have been doubts openly expressed about Steven Gerrard if he had fallen 16 points behind Celtic. However, having said that, he has taken upon his shoulders the need to stop Celtic winning 10 in a row, and he has won the league by the length of Sucky Hall Street. So... Uh, for me That was a major test That he passed Scott is a Rangers fan On the line Scott did you ever doubt Stephen Gerrard As a Rangers fan Yes I did at first Because It was That was his first time As a manager mm-hmm. And his two seasons uh, Were Absolutely They were Didn't win any cups But that way Celtic were running amok And The fact that They actually trusted him to pull it off this time mm-hmm. was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and and let, let, let me put it to, to Stephen Scott to find out, get that bit of insight that only he can provide here. You played against this Rangers team many times, Stephen, and you were part of that Kilmarnock team that were, in many ways, one of the one of the masters of exploiting their weaknesses and, and picking up on the things that that they couldn't do. Having now played against them this season, what what's the difference? What what is it that they're better at? Why have they won the league so comfortably? Look, I think they've, as a squad, been given time, and and in that time, uh, Gerard's put his philosophies in. They've they've drilled it into them. If you don't do it, you you're out. And he's um, and he, he's got a team that everyone knows what they're doing. It comes even more to fruition when you see them how they play in Europe. It's um, they're a very very tough side to play against, and I think where the credit needs to come as well is also the board because whenever he first came in, it was the two seasons, and. Uh, from playing against them Personally I could see an improvement um, They were getting better um, Obviously it was a, Quite a big A big gap at the time And What a, what It's just continually improved And And, and, then, and, and, and this Is it noticeable season, this season as well Yeah Very It's been a continual improvement Since he's come in And and it's a Take my heart off to them They've they've played very well They've been very difficult When we've played them And, uh, and they're Undoubtedly Deservedly The 
the league champions. Scott, you want to come back in on that? Ah, we'll come back on on that. Uh, I was hoping, obviously, everybody in support was hoping Celtic didn't win ten in a row. The simple reason being, it's never been done, and he stopped it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm happy that he's going to stay. He's got to try and prove a point now. I think he's already proved the point. You know, he's proved the point by winning the league and winning the the arguably the most important league in the eyes of the Rangers supporters. To be fair, he just said it himself. Though, the chat, like you know, football never stands still, and I'm sure the Rangers fans won't be thinking about next season tomorrow. But you know, they'll be, they'll be just having a good time. But he says the challenge now is is to build on that. That's the way yeah. these guys think, isn't it? It oh, always yeah. has to be without doubt. Um, I, I think when you come into a club with the stellar career that Steven Gerrard had, and my goodness. It was a stellar career for Liverpool and for England. Um, One half will believe that you'll do it simply because you're this unbelievable personality and another half will think, oh, they're never too big to fall. So he held in for two seasons when Celtic were dominant Uh, and in the season that mattered most, in other words, this one, he came to the fore Celtic imploded Rangers exploded uh, Thank you very much to Scott and Pollock 01419511025 What about Thomas Who's also on the line Did you ever have doubts at the beginning Thomas? Right I hope my fans are listening And if they're not I'm going to phone them <laughs> Tell them to listen to the podcast Oh they'll be listening Don't Because I'm going, to conf- I'm going to confess uh, When he was appointed I thought here we go Another Pedro Not as bad as Pedro But Another untried manager at a time when I thought Rangers really needed a steady pair of hands, um, an experienced manager. Um, and although we were doing well in Europe, a couple of loan signings didn't work out. And then when he came to the Harps game last season and he made that a thing that he was going to reflect on himself, I remember from the conversation, I don't think he's going to be here by the end of the season. Um, however, he, I've had to eat my words. I'm going to make another confession as well. Last season, this time, I would have taken anything you wanted for Morelos. And now eh, I'm hoping he stays as long as he wants because he is another who's really turned his game around um, and is vital, I think, to the Angels. He's, you know, it's his missing when he's become an all-round eh, football player as opposed to just somebody who was relied on to score goals. The are you, you going to have room for your dinner with all this humble pie you're eating, Thomas? Oh, I know. The, my stomach's killing me. <laughs> the other thing I like about Gerard as well is... That right from day one, I have to give him this. Rangers have a history of managers who look the part, to, for want of a better expression. You go back, I go back to Scott Simon. Um, Rangers managers traditionally don't do a, a press conference in a tracksuit or a training top. They've got the brown shoes on, the suits, and I know that goes back to, to Struth's day. And again, Gerard as well, he has the presence expected of a Rangers manager, which is another boon. But uh, I. I He'll, hopefully he'll stay for another couple of seasons And take us forward There's no chance I'm asking fashion advice for these two Honestly, <laughs> what a contrast Stephen O'Donnell's, you get the jeans and t-shirt on He's relaxed Hugh Keevan's obviously collar, as always A man of, of class um, but not, not, not strictly true to say that they all wore collars and ties Scott Simon was impeccable Willie Waddle would never have been caught Without a collar and tie on But Walter, in his day, gave some of his finest rants while just wearing a towel. I, I don't right know some shower. of the names you've just said there. I'm assuming they're managers, but what I would say is that Stephen Gerrard does look good in the side of the pitch. He's, he's, he, listen, when you've had that well. career, you, he's not going to be he's not going to be scrimping around in the same shops that we go. I think that's that's the that's the bottom line. Uh, fashion aside, 
if I can make a tenuous link Thomas is maybe talking about sort of getting it you hear that phrase uh-huh. a lot and, and some of the things that go along with it that Stephen's talked about the team getting better all the time and, and he could see it I'm assuming Stephen Gerrard ha- would have had to learn along the way Hugh the one oh, yeah. example everyone always mentions it screaming into the camera at Celtic Park yeah. in a game that in the end it didn't didn't count for much it didn't uh-huh. it didn't mark the, the, the success that Rangers maybe on that day thought it was going to this season He's, he's been different hasn't he To use the football parlance He dived in that day And he was far too early uh, And I'm sure he regrets it now uh, But as I say for me The defining moment Was the Rangers Celtic game At Ibrox being called off There was no game There was no opportunity for Celtic To go 16 points clear And to be fair There was no opportunity for Rangers To reduce the gap to 10 However we all came out of the pandemic in a different way And Stephen Gerrard came out In a way that showed that he had weathered the storm The personal storm The one that made him go away and reflect After the defeat from Hearts at Tynecastle. And in this season of all seasons He came good The unbeaten run, Thomas Is it going to get finished off tomorrow? Oh, well, uh, we can only hope so But again, uh, he'll remember this as well I remember going into a game some time ago, undefeated, going into the last game of the season against Aberdeen and became unstuck. That was under Scott Simon. Uh, hopefully this time that won't happen uh, and that'll be another record uh, undefeated. I've enjoyed the history lesson from you yeah. two. You two make a good pairing. I'm going to kick Stephen O'Donnell out the next break and it's going to be Thomas at and Ibrooks Hugh. Too. Imagine, can you imagine that? The last game Was of it? the season at Ibrox and Rangers lost it. 1025 uh, I love this tweet that's just appeared right from the Scotland national team, Hugh, because he was oh. obviously thinking he'd got off what he's thinking. 40 minutes into the show, they're just going to be talking about Celtic and Rangers. It's fine. Like, I'm just sitting in the corner, no one's going to notice. I've just seen a tweet that says there's one month to go until the first match of Euro 2020, and we've got another date for the diary that you might be interested in. Your Scotland squad announcement Wednesday, the 19th of May 2021. And Stephen O'Donnell's just went a whole different shade of white. And I'll decide how much we put him on the spot on that one next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevens and Stephen O'Donnell in the studio tonight, both equally eager to take your calls, so don't disappoint. 0141-951-1025. Still lots to get through between now and 8 o'clock, so let's not hang about. We'll go back to Ewan, who's a Rangers fan from Dumbarton. How's it going, Ewan? Hi, Gordon. How are we? Good evening, guys. Hello. How are you? Well? I was just to sort of uh, emphasise there about when Gerard was first appointed as manager. If mm-hmm. there was any doubts uh, within sort of certain fans and what have you, yeah. Um, I think if you look at the time, uh, sort of Rock Rangers were in at that point when they were getting beat half Celtic five nothing one week, four nothing the next week. I think it couldn't get any worse at all. Do you know what I mean? So Dave King, I think you had to appoint a, a kind of your euphoric figure. To get the fans back on side because for me the club had totally lost its way on the pitch. Um, it was you were sort of getting into the derbies and even against games like Aberdeen and all that, and you're thinking, are we good enough to get a draw here? Do you know what I mean? So to see how far he's came, it's it's a breath of fresh air. Do you think? Do you think the name, the size of the name, you and d- d- does that actually help? Because I remember at the time and we were having discussions, and and obviously everyone knows that just because you were a good player, it doesn't make you a good manager. Obviously And it may well have turned out At that stage That Stephen Gerrard w- Wasn't very good But 
Did it help in that initial period Do you think Did it allow a hype A, a, a feel good factor amongst the fans And again I know that would have disappeared If they if they lost loads of football matches But do you think that That lifted things And and, and maybe kind of laid the, the foundations For the, giving the fans something to buy into Absolutely um, I think we needed somebody to attract Decent players as well Do you know what I mean It's Obviously Rangers are a massive club it should be an easy decision if they're wanting to go after somebody. It's not every day that Rangers come after you, but if you look at the how far behind we were Celtic, do you know what I mean? We had to get folk that were up here and want to compete and play for the jersey. And I don't think a lot of players and a lot of people realise how big the club is until you're actually there and you've got that expectation of winning every week. Do you know what I mean? It's And you see a lot of them that they can't handle it. Do you know what I mean? And that's why you see these players going down south and because they're not under pressure to win every week, they kind of they, they gel well with their team and all that. Do you know what I mean? But um, I think as the previous caller said, and all you'd have probably sell Morelos last season. I think myself included would have done the same. But Gerard gave him credit; he stuck with him, and he's brought a few other good players through as well at Kent. Um, and we've won the league comfortably, which I never thought we'd do. <laughs> this this whole business is a tribute to patience, and in this city, my goodness, patience is hard to come by. But when Stephen Gerrard came in Your breath is taken away Because of the, the sheer magnitude Of the, the person involved But He had many factors That he had to overcome Chief among them being Brendan Rodgers at Celtic So for two seasons Stephen Gerrard didn't win a thing But Rangers kept their nerve Stephen Gerrard kept his nerve He looked down the barrel of the gun at one point I'm absolutely certain he looked down the barrel of the gun at one point And had a moment of self-doubt But he held his nerve Dave King held his nerve And the tangible reward for holding their nerve Will be delivered tomorrow Ewan talks about you know being able to attract players Stephen because you're you're Stephen Gerrard And there's been a couple of things There have obviously been good signings as well But then there's been an improvement in guys that were already there Then there's guys that you kind of knew what you were getting And returning like McGregor and Davis The last couple of weeks this show has been dominated by Player of the Year shortlists and all that sort of thing um, I'm interested to get the players' perspective Because when it came to the, the PFA shortlist Connor Goldson suddenly disappeared And Ryan Kent came in So who who left the biggest impression on, on you? This season Look I think Like any good team I think that It's the, the collective That's the most important thing But within that I certainly think um, James Tavern, Tavern, Tavernier Was, was exceptional ah, He's voted for the right back See um, Look at, you, To get that many goals And that many assists And be involved in a defence It's been outstanding I know McGregor goal, They've all been brilliant um, I've, That's who I've voted for personally But Kent And, and then Davis Kamara all of them have, They've had a pretty structured team You've had Ryan Jack Who's had a few injuries But when he plays Is is exceptional And I think that's where You you maybe see the difference Is that You've got a full team That could, could be up For player of the I, year I read Brian Loudrup's uh, Newspaper column this week Now Brian Loudrup uh, Was the uh, Rangers equivalent Of Henrik Larsson uh, And Kent Wasn't any shortlist And neither was Goldson So Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Who did he have in? Uh, he, he gave it to McGregor Yeah So okay. you know So the difference being right So when the football writers like Hugh When they come up They're, they're looking at Goldson The defensive performances The clean sheets The fact that he's played every single minute What Does Kent suddenly appear in the, the players list Because you guys think Well I don't really like facing him I, too well, much That, 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 that would certainly be where Kent would appear with mine He's 
he turns so quickly <laughs> uh, it makes a, a tough afternoon but look again as I said a lot of them could have been up for it um, and I think personally um, Tav was, Tav, Tavernier was brilliant and then um, and Kent certainly is very very difficult to play against but then you go Morelos hasn't even been mentioned um, and the fans yep. are all waxing lyrical about him it's it's been a good season for them. That's right. how you end up winning the title, I guess. Right back, Union. 01419511025. Thank you, Ewan. It was nice to speak to you. Um, let's bring in Sean, who is a Celtic fan. Sean, we had a bit of a debate sparked off earlier about, you know, Scott Brown leaving. What does the, the sort of leadership of the club look like and so on? What are your own thoughts on, on where Celtic go after this? Uh, to be honest with you, I think Cal McGregor's got more more than enough capabilities to step into that role the thing is I think it's unfair to, to step into Scott Brown's shoes I think he needs to basically just take it on as his own kind of like captaincy yeah just not, not try and copy but do something different no be, well, be look, at, man. look at for example Liverpool right? Henderson jumped in in front of Gerrard uh, a lot of people were saying that Gerrard's he's not going to be any, anywhere near Gerrard's capability etc and of course he isn't but he's done it in his own way he's brought a Premier League title to Liverpool he's brought a Champions League title to Liverpool and he's been a key player uh, last season for the Premier League as well so they need to look at it in that perspective I think it's really unfair to put a legacy like Scott Brown's uh, onto Cal McGregor's shoulders Stephen what are you and this is just personal because everybody might feel differently what do you personally look for in a captain and for instance what was Andy Robertson like look I think you look for people that first and foremost they're always there they're always available to they want the ball they never hide um, I think if you that's what you want in a player but it sometimes happens um, and I know Callum has that and Andy obviously the same um, and you want people that don't shirk responsibility and, and I don't see the, the two of them having that either um, does it always I, have to be the most vocal like for instance no, is Andy Robertson the most vocal out of all the Scotland no, players or no you well I think it's it's different a game when you go away in international yeah. because it's a different sort of setup. But certainly Andy's vocal enough. But again, it's off the park. The captain needs to do a lot of work. He then needs to to organise everything on the pitch. He's the one you go to if you need. You know what I mean, if the, especially when fans are in, the managers sometimes kind of yeah, sometimes a good thing in my, in my <laughs> circumstance. But, but uh, in my experience, but no, look, I think um, every captain's different. Every captain I've had's been different. Um, Andy's been different to Declan Gallagher. Both very good captains, but but both very different. Mm. So it's just about trying to put your own niche on it, um, and and and, and yeah. that's all I can really say. I mean, Sean, I, I do appreciate. I I know that it's a difficult question when you don't know who the manager is and you don't know who he's going to sign. But but you, you would be more than happy then to start next season with with Callum McGregor as the the next Celtic captain. Oh, one hundred percent. Because a couple of seasons ago, uh, people were basically raving about him when he jumped into at Scott Brown's position in that holding midfielder position uh, he stepped in it done a great job I think it's unfair to judge it this season because majority 90% of the team have been absolutely horrendous uh, compared to what they're capable of so I, I, I would be more confident to put him in also guys good evening by the way I meant to say that as soon as I came we on don't Sean, we, we don't worry about that stuff honestly I, I, I like it when people are right ready to dive straight into their point don't you worry mate that's fine um, <laughs> what, t- I mean tomorrow Sean, it's one more game in in this city. It's about as close as it gets to a dead rubber. Hibs have sealed third. Celtic will finish second. People now looking at the the subplot, if you like, Scott Brown. Is it John Kennedy's last game? Is there one last chance to see signs of tomorrow and Dembele or whatever else? What are you looking for this weekend? 
a win. <laughs> but uh, apart from a win, basically putting out some of your young players at Dembele. First, I don't understand. Obviously, we don't really see behind the scenes. We don't know if it's if it's his attitude or whatever reason he's not been playing. But Dembele, Montgomery showed good signs the other day as well for getting obviously his first start. And there's plenty of other players that could be playing. Do you know what I mean? This is the kind of game you want to give them that opportunity. It would personally be good for the next manager to watch as well because it gives him an insight on how these players perform in a competitive game yeah. as well. When they gather for the last ever huddle given by Scott Brown, I expect him to say, in so many words, <laughs> I expect him to say, I'm not going out of this club hmm. on a defeat. And I expect that to be the driving force for Celtic at Easter Road tomorrow Even though Jack Ross deserves Great mm. accolades for finishing third And for being a Scottish Cup finalist But Scott Brown must be saying After 14 years I'm not going out of here on a defeat Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online The ScottishSun.co.uk Slash football Good to speak to you Sean Enjoy your weekend It's that time of the night This is where you could really enjoy your weekend Imagine starting the weekend By coming on here And embarrassing Hugh Keevans Or Stephen O'Donnell For that matter You call up You answer as many questions right as you can And if you beat them Not only do you win the signed ball But more importantly The bragging rights The pundits are on a long unbeaten streak by the way So I'm looking for someone to ruin it 0141 951 1025 And the lines close at 7 Tackle the headlines 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Stephen O'Donnell are here It's 01419511025 to join in the conversation If you're just joining us We kicked off hearing a bit from John Kennedy um, Scott Brown's final appearance tomorrow for Celtic What does that mean? Is it going to be a complete change? Will there be a new captain signed do you think? Will it be Callum McGregor? Those were the types of discussions Stephen Gerrard opening up as well about the faith he had Even when people Doubted the appointment Because he was inexperienced So it was interesting To hear from Your Rangers fans The ones who are admitting That you doubted him as well So if you have any thoughts on them Do keep them coming in We have just seen that tweet That the Scotland squad Gets announced for the Euros Next Wednesday Did I say? Yeah, yeah um, Stephen O'Donnell's been looking A lot more nervous Since I read that one out And some Concerning news Regarding the Scottish Cup final Tonight as well So we'll do all that After this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the slash football. I don't know what Stephen O'Donnell's more nervous about the Scotland squad or beat the pundit. It's going to be a close run thing. It might be Hugh Keevans. Without might, a doubt, it's is, the is beat that, the pundit. Is that what he meant when he said, My bottle's crashing here? The <laughs> coin might land on Hugh. Anyway, one of you is taking on Gary in East Kilbride. How's it going, Gary? I know bad Gordon, how are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad at all You ever played this before? Uh, I haven't played this before, so I'm right. looking forward to it What made you call up tonight? Uh, well, it was a really bad day, you know, you know I'm a bingo manager from Glasgow And we were all <sighs> set to welcome our customers back after seven months on Monday And just to be, get the news a couple of hours ago that we're staying in level three for a minimum of another week So, I know. tragedy do you know what Gary I, I feel for you My heart goes out to you And everyone else involved In the industry Hopefully It is the week Hopefully all your hard work Is 
still in place yeah. and, and we, we get, to, so. get to resume I things so. Well listen I, I I can't offer you much But surely beating someone like Hugh Evans would, it would brighten up your day a little bit Would it? Without, without a doubt and Without a doubt You could, you could Well the fact that we could now dine out You could dine out not for whatever Exactly I, I need to do it in memory of my mother Who was never out the bingo At partaking the, the one there Well I was going to say well, right, I've, I've never taken advantage of a caller Quite the way I'm about to hear Gary Because I'm looking for an education So when I say the score That Hugh Evans might get you you tell me what's the bingo call, right? So if Hugh Keevens gets a four, four uh, knock at the door number right. four, and if he somehow manages to get a seven, uh, he's going to heaven. <laughs> and it's very seven. unlikely. We've not had many of these, but if he goes all the way to nine. Uh, oh, number nine no, God, I can't remember that one, Gordon That's all right, I've put you on the spot You've got another week to brush up anyway You'll get the garden <laughs> gate <laughs> Just to let you know That's the one I'm the manager of I'll tell you what I, I, I'm really glad you said that God rest her My mother was never out the place And always come back with the immortal line I was just one away That's it, Hugh That is it <laughs> Brighton line Number nine. Yeah, I thought oh. you'd know that one here. You've got your. Am I saying that right? As in, as it, or doctor's orders? Apparently, producer Callum's on Google. He producer Callum's also in my ear claiming he used to be a bingo caller. And I don't <laughs> know how true this is. Anyway, right. Enough about that. Heads. It is Hugh Evans up against Gary and tails. It will be Stephen O'Donnell. Look at Stephen O'Donnell's perched and ready. And it is heads He's off the hook Yes <laughs> Come on Have you ever See, seen the likes He almost climbed this desk To make sure I wasn't He's talking about it. Captains Men who are always there Who never hide Go up I know <laughs> Look at the state of them oh, here honestly, I'm underneath the table And everything Love Ridiculous it. Right it is going to be Hugh Keevan So I'll give you something else To listen to Hugh Right Gary It's just you and I 30 seconds On the clock You're head to head with Hugh And you can pass That's all we need to know You ready? No problem, yeah Right, let's go 30 seconds, your time starts now Never Give In is a film released today About which retired Scottish manager? Sir Alex Ferguson The Champions League final has been moved to which Portuguese city? Uh, Porto Which player is older, Mikey Johnson or Stephen Welsh? It would be Stephen Welsh Name the only Glasgow subway station Named after an SPFL stadium Partick. Who was the last player to finish top scorer in the Scottish top flight who's never played for the old firm? Louis Malt. Quite tough tonight, by the way. They were tough, weren't they? Right, let's bring back Hugh Keevans. Hugh, can you hear us? I can. Tough tonight, I'm telling you. Oh dear. 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. Never Give In is a film released today about which retired Scottish manager? Alec Ferguson. The Champions League final has been moved to which Portuguese city? Porto. Who's older, Mikey Johnson or Stephen Welsh? Mikey Johnson Name the only Glasgow subway station Named after an SPFL stadium Ibrooks. Who was the last player to finish the top scorer In the Scottish top flight Who's never played for the old firm Pass And who was the Rangers captain When they last won the top flight Barry Ferguson Okay, okay Gary, what are you thinking? Uh, I think he may have got me Mikey Johnson as well My boy went to school with him Oh my goodness oh, <laughs> Well, there's not much uh, in it to be fair, Gordon, I thought he says what part what uh, SPFL team rather than stadium. That's why I said Partick. Did I say what did I say, producer Callum? Because oh, I, I did say stadium. Sorry, Gary. I was willing to hold my hands up, but pff, make many mistakes on here. Let's find out how it was. Never give in. Is a film released today about which retired Scottish manager? It is Sir Alex Ferguson. How good does it look? Oh, it smashing. looks absolutely magnificent. I, I can just imagine you next time you've got an empty 
glass of red oh. Front of the box Mrs Keevens up to the caravan You'll be in your all element the, All the memories he, the, the, he gave me Throwing me out of Pataudry It's regulatable <laughs> Sounds likely um, You both got that You both also knew That the Champions League final Has been moved to Porto So it's two all Mikey Johnson or Stephen Welsh She had a 50-50 How old is your son Gary? He's 21 Well do you know what I feel free here Because Stephen Welsh is 21 Mikey Johnson though is 22 So Hugh gets that one He goes 3-2 in front He also knew that Ibrooks is the only Glasgow subway station Named after an SPFL stadium So 4-2 to Hugh The last player to finish top scorer In the Scottish top flight Who's never played for the old firm I loved it as, as far as wrong answers go Gary I loved it Louis Moult We might even manage to talk about him later It's actually Liam Boyce So none oh, of right. you got it And even Hugh was Wrong in the last one It was Davy Weir Not Barry Ferguson oh. But it didn't matter Four to Hugh Two for Gary well, So you. Gary you've brought The whole of the world Back to me there By saying that you're <laughs> in charge Of the F&F Bingo Partick uh, yeah. I'll, I'll think about that for the rest of the night And my mother I was waiting in one son Gary all, all the best I know it's been a tough day We, we wish you well Hopefully you're, you're back in action soon Thanks very much gents Have a good evening Cheers Good man Bye. That was Gary and Eastcoat Ride Go on then How bad was it Stephen What would you have got I got the first three right And then I crumbled <laughs> okay, yeah, Not well, quite as good as you But There we go That would have been a Decent enough effort 0141 951-1025 That is the number you need You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB um, Some concerning news tonight Reports suggesting that the Scottish Cup final Will now indeed have no fans at it Now we had a big debate last week uh, Last night, sorry About the fact that it was only 600 And lots of people were very disappointed I had some good Clips here of Jack Ross saying he was baffled by the decision to make it 600 um, I think we are still waiting on official confirmation But given the news that many of you will have heard on our station today And other places about Glasgow And not being able to move out of our current tier on Monday As was planned It looks like the knock-on effect may well be no fans Inside the Scottish Cup final So if you've got thoughts on that Pick up the phone Not what we wanted at all But let us know I, I, I listened to last night's Program Gordon And I, I, I could sense the Disgust in your voice When you were discussing the 600 uh, And I agreed with you 24 hours later though I think something Is giving rise to concern On the south side of the city mm. And uh, Jason Leach And uh, those who work with him Have taken this decision to Pause uh, The lockdown restrictions Being ended uh, And I, again you have to respect the science when there's something mm. wrong in the city. Yeah, okay. We'll see. 01419511025 in the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter as well. Um, Stephen had a bit of a, a, a joke about it earlier on, but on a semi-serious note, that tweet earlier on, the Scotland squad announced it's been the date that a lot of people have been looking forward to next Wednesday. How are you feeling about that? Is that something that is the obvious elephant in the room every time you speak to someone like me? Or... Are you able to try and put it to the back of your mind? Um, I, I, like I think it's quite frustrating in some regard because yeah, every time I speak to a reporter or a, they're always asking or they're assuming a minute, which is not a, a situation I'd like to be in. I'm I'm hoping a minute, um, but I can't, you can't guarantee anything in football. Um, you see what's happened to a couple of the boys, and I'm just touching wood it doesn't happen to myself. I've got a big game on Sunday. To hopefully go and win and, um, and if I get through that Touch with I hope I'm obviously in it So 
Uh, mm-hmm. After a what time? I think it's a twelve o'clock kickoff on Sunday. So come two o'clock, I'll be purely focused now on that on that Wednesday date. Now mm-hmm. that I've got it, and I'll, I'll start to get quite um, quite nervous. Um, mm-hmm. But no, it's just uh, look, it's an exciting time for for everyone involved, and hopefully, I'll be. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that because you're wanting to, to look after your side of things. It's also understandable when people have seen you in the last high number of squads that, that they would think that you were in in a good place. That uncertainty, though, that you say you've got, does that does that prevent this from being an exciting time? Or, or is, it, is it still exciting? Um, I think it prevents it a wee bit. I think the excitement will come when if, the squad's yeah. announced and if I'm in it, and then it will be certainly for the... I think is it round about the end of May. There's a you meet up the when they would meet up, mm-hmm. um, and, th- and that from then to then would just be sheer excitement and and plenty of uh, well plenty of hard work because mm-hmm. the season we finish we need to try and stay fit. But um, you know just that that'll be when I'll really be able to try and focus on the enjoyment of it, and then we get to to business if if we're over. What's it been like to watch teammates succumb to injury? Um, Ryan Jack would obviously be one, and Kenny McLean. Slightly more recently, how hard is that? For, how 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 hard is that on them? Um, I, I can't come to think how they'll feel about it. I think being injured at any time of the season for for any team is is difficult. But on the on the cusp of the first tournament in twenty one years, and um, I've no doubt that both of them would have been in the squad and, and had big parts to play in the squad. Um, it's and and what, what makes it worse is that. I know them both personally. I, I played with them as kids at Aberdeen, um, and and it's certainly a a real frustrating one for them. They're not going to try and explain how they'll be feeling, mm. but and um, what I do know is that they're both very very good players. They'll both be back in squads, and they're going to continue to have very good careers. And yeah, um, what is the and because there's a side of it that we'll never see as well. We look at two footballers. How did it impact the game in, in the 90 minutes? And we know that Ryan Jack had played a lot of the high-profile ones and Kenny McLean was sort of always coming on and, or if the team was rotated, he was always in and scored important penalties. Well, are they are they big characters as well? I think, you know, you see some of the stuff that, that what is it, the mayor of Norwich, Kenny McLean and whatever else. Do you think the presence, even that the character off the field will be will be missed? Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, certainly Kenny and Kelly and all, Kenny and Ollie McBurney, the two of them are like, Jack and Victor They're always up to something The two of them And they're, they're, they're great to have About the place um, Not only as players But as people And personalities Jacko's similar But um, He's The two of them Are like Honestly they're inseparable So it's sad That you've lost that Dynamic of the squad um, But it gives opportunity For other people To come along And whoever is called up To, to play a big part And, and it gives opportunity and, and with opportunity Can hopefully Bring a Another player to the fold That maybe would be Unexpected This is where I'll Maybe make you feel Really awkward Because you won't want to Pick Stevie Clark's squad For him I'm sure he would be <laughs> On the phone to you tonight Saying who do you think you are But the names that keep Coming up And because of those injuries Is going to be the likes Of, of Billy Gilmore Who we watch from A slight distance at the moment And David Turnbull Who a bit closer to home Just because they are They're midfielders And they're young And they've You know They're promising prospects From from what you've seen of them Do you feel that they could Fit into that that level? Um, I, I can't really comment on Gilmore too much. I've I've heard a lot of good things. I, I've seen a couple of bits in the in the in the Premiership with Chelsea's played, but I've not seen enough mm. of him. What I know of David Turnbull is he's an exceptional talent and, and had an exceptional season. Probably, if you ask most Celtic fans, he'll be probably one of the 
the, the shining lights. I think from, he won their the internal player of the did year, he, didn't did he? The other night, yeah. So that shows you what, what the, the players think of him as well. So he's obviously a very good player. I had the, the fortune, I was fortunate to play with him the first couple of games at Mullow, and you could see he just had that eye for a pass, kind of a wee bit of a quality. And, and as mm. I said, if he's in the squad, it will be well deserved. But there's, there's lots of players, it's a, a very hard squad to pick. Everybody's interested in it, everybody wants to be in it. And um, and I'm sure they're no different. Now let's bring in Stephen, who's in Canvas Lang. Hi, Stephen. Hi, guys. Uh, I just want to say that as a disabled fan, the pandemic's been pretty tough. And I, I just want to come on and make the point in thanking Motherwell and Alan Buddles for the announcement this week that season tickets are going to be free. Um, I think it's absolutely amazing, particularly in a year where you've had the greed from down south in the European Super League um, that a community club has brought it back to the fans. And I'm, I've never been as proud and vulnerable as what I was during the week when they made that announcement. And um, if you don't mind, guys, after I hear your thoughts on that, I've got a wee question for Stephen. No problem at all, uh, Stephen. So let's start, with, uh, Stephen, to know. I want to know if that sort of news filters down to the players, Stephen, and what they make of it, because there's been widespread praise for, for the club in that decision the other day. Yeah, no, I, I think there's also a, a part that's been missed is that they're also going to, there's a donation page for fans to give and whatever's put in the, the club's going to match to give out season tickets to I think it's yeah people like can't afford them underprivileged yeah. and I think that that alone on top of that is is exceptional it makes you very proud to be attached to, to Motherwell and um, and being from there as well like it's it's been a tough for everyone it's been tough and and, and certainly people that maybe don't have opportunities at the best of time it, it's it's just giving them maybe something to look forward to can also as a as a point maybe get get some fans back through the door we want to see bigger attendances we want that throughout Scottish football and uh, and certainly I, I'm very mm. proud of what what the board has done um, to try and to entice fans back and, and to reward them for the loyalty they showed in a, in a very difficult time when people have been losing their jobs and, and you know just very proud um, mm. I couldn't um, be over more than happy In football in general people pay lip service to the notion of things like community club and how much the fans and the club uh, interact. But in Alan Burrows, Motherwell have someone who has genuinely gone from being on the terracing to the boardroom. And for me, that's important because I remember him when he used to uh, look after the press at Fair Park and he was always as helpful as he could be. And he was always mindful of the fact that you might not always have been complimentary where Motherwell were concerned. But I pay tribute to the club as a whole because this is a, a meaningful gesture that they have made to their supporters. And I pay tribute to Alan Burroughs in particular because he understands the club. He People talk about the heart and soul. And that's the great debate in England. The heart and soul of the major football clubs. The Fans feel they've been sold down the river in that regard. Here is a fan who's now the chief exec. He knows the heart and soul. What else you got for us, Stephen? Uh, well, I just get news that I'm I'm going to Wembley today. Um, and oh, fantastic! I'm, well, I'm a chance for a ticket. Uh, I'm a chance for a ticket on Monday, so I'm hopeful that there's no another twenty-four people in wheelchairs gone, and I'll get one. But no, I hope to see um, uh, Stephen there. Uh, but I want to ask him. Because obviously the second half of the season we've been magnificent. What was the main difference when Graham Alexander came through the door? Because the 
the upturn in form has been fantastic. It's almost been night and day for the first half of the season. Hope you don't mind me saying that, Stephen. No, look, I think um, it's a it's a strange one how you sometimes can't put your finger on it. Um, I seen a similar upturn, um, not quite as extreme under, or probably more extreme under when Steve Clark came in for Lee McCulloch and with previous managers, you don't maybe see what was. I don't want to say wrong, but being in the the dressing room, I didn't quite. I couldn't put my finger on it myself, but certainly, um, Graham Alexander's came in and, and and done a brilliant job. He's he's worked as hard and and we've we've not seen we didn't work hard beforehand, but um, obviously just it's I think a couple of signings he's brought in of, of I think Liam Kelly's been exceptional, um, and then just he's, we've we've picked up with with a squad that's been capable of. Of performing better than we did in the first half and we've maybe just managed to, to bring that together um, the manager's been brilliant for me personally um, been lucky it's another another very good fullback I'm getting to play with or getting to work under sorry to try and improve my trade but um, but not just that like it's it's positive we've been doing well and, and just let's hope we can continue that into next season and, and bring in a few more faces I know, I know we're going to lose a few and um, that's always going to be the case but hopefully we can bring in some and really have a right go at Securing top six um, That will be the target And then if we get there Let's try and see What else we can achieve Stephen you need to give us A call from Wembley If you make it down surely oh, Both I Stephen's at us Well you can't phone You'll be, you, know, you'll be busy worry. Don't worry Sod you'll be there mate You'll be there mate Don't worry <laughs> Stephen um, But no um, I just want to say as well I'm on If Motherwell fans can uh, Start a GoFundMe To get William Moult Back at the club <laughs> <laughs> Well funnily enough I know that That name's been thrown around He's leaving Preston And I'm sure Many Mullow fans would like that Thank you to Stephen and Canvas Lang 01419511025 I told you there was a doubt About having any fans at all now Into the Scottish Cup final We have the definitive from Jason Leach And I will play you his explanation next Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Stephen O'Donnell are here It's 01419511025 And it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter Got some big news about the Scottish Cup final I'll do it in just a second I want to give you to this teaser um, It's a it's a pretty simple one tonight I'm, I'm going to be honest with you I do think it's simple Even you two cannot mess this up oh. Famous last words Hang around <laughs> It's topical as well, right? So we know Scott Brown is vacating We've been talking about Celtic captaincy So before that, we're looking for Eight Celtic or Rangers captains this century who've also played for another Scottish team. How simple is that? Mm-hmm. Eight Celtic or Rangers captains this century who've also played for another Scottish team. And I mean club captains. I don't mean a guy who got the armband for 10 minutes. We're not talking Mark Wilson here, the guy no. who gave the first team talk of the nine in a row run. Uh, uh. We're talking club captains. So you can go Scott Brown. Yeah, so he, he's not one. So he, it's, it's the rest. Jackie McNamara. Yes, well done. Not the one I thought you would start with, but that's that's neither here Paul nor there. Lambert. Uh huh. Hold on, let you be quiet a second. Let's see what <laughs> Stephen O'Donnell can produce <laughs> here. None. Are you, you told me during the break that at Kilmarnock some of your teammates would listen to this stuff and they would show Aye. off their quizzing knowledge. Chris Boyd, but I don't think he was captain. Of no, no, I'm just saying. But you, you, you obviously didn't take part. In I those did not take part. part. You had the corner, the quiz corner, and I was not part Who's of it. Who's in the quiz corner? Oh. You had Dom Thomas You had Chris Boyd You had Alan Power Creeped in I think at times right. Stu Finlay Greg mm. Taylor They were all right, in it okay. Just not you Miles no off, pals. Miles speaking, off of, speaking of Boyd 
Tamboy Motherwell's finest Right okay We'll leave it there Hugh's going to get this On his own at some point We'll get an answer Out of Stephen Before Scott Brown Eight Celtic or Rangers Captains this century Who've also played For another Scottish team Jackie McNamara Paul Lambert Tom Boyd We'll leave it there You've got five To get right um, The timeline on this one Last night We announced 600 fans Into the Scottish Cup final You all called in And said Is that it And I'm paraphrasing here But is that it Could we not have done more We've got 12,000 At the Euros A couple of weeks later other big events around the country have got much more fans 600 was our lot And now We got the news today That Glasgow Will not move to tier 2 Of lockdown restrictions on Monday as planned That's been put off by at least a week And instead will stay in tier 3 So naturally The question gets asked What does that mean for the Scottish Cup final Can we still just stick with the 600 Here's the answer from The National Clinical Director Jason Leach The unfortunate fact Is that with Glasgow as a local authority, staying in level three, that means you can't have fans in a stadia and you can't travel around. And the teams are, of course, from outside Glasgow. Stadia are not allowed to have fans in level three. So the SFA may want to move it, but that's very short notice. So I, I'm afraid the present plan is not viable. I've said this more times than I care to mention since last March, right? Because we are... A football show So we're going to focus Mainly on the football ramifications Now I accept that A lot of people Have had tough news tonight And we had yeah. the, the contestant on Beat the Pundit Whose his job has Had a bit of a A blow because of this And people working In the hospitality sector And so on Will all be listening And to be honest They've had a rubbish day And they're all going through it So I, I do get that From a football perspective Though Hugh that, that's, that's just a disappointment It just feels disappointing For people who love their football Players, fans, us It's disappointing well, you can't really put it any other yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, it's a negative, but I'll turn it into a positive for you. When the Celtic Hearts final was played in December, which was last season's Scottish Cup final, uh, no people were there. And I said to you the day after the match, it was the best no people game I'd ever seen. Uh, so it, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that St. Johnson and Hibs are hopelessly disadvantaged. It's a, a disappointment, but I go back to it. Last night, the story was. Only 600 Well Tonight the story is Well It's only 600 If it had been 6,000 people The disappointment would have been Monumental But 600 The people are trying to look after The health of the city Um, Let's bring in Eddie In Aberdeen And get his take on it Hi Eddie Hi there guys Uh, First time caller Good to have you uh, yeah, just on that, I was driving into work yesterday, I've been in work full time since last year and, and I heard it was 600 at Hamden and they'd looked at the plan, the social distancing and such like, mm-hmm. and I thought 600 fans really, you know, considered, I, I kind of, if it had been Rangers or Celtic and a lot of fans had maybe been expected to gather on the outside, but you know, for like St. Johnston and, and Hibs, I just found that remark. 600 fans, really? They can't organise 600 fans. It's like 10, you know, buses each to come down. And if they can't organise that, and I don't know who's, is it SDFL, SFA, Police Scotland, a lot. I, I just found it shocking. Mm. And then to, to then say that there's now no fans, okay, there's been a rise in the cases in Glasgow City, but you've seen recent incidents in Glasgow City with huge gatherings of people and nothing's really said much about it. I just think football gets victimised, to be honest with you. I really do. Yeah, I mean, the just to 
to clear up one of your your earlier points so, Well that was a Scottish government decision The Scottish FA wanted more They wanted more fans than that um, But ultimately it was 600 last night And now it's none Again I, I feel we need to keep A little bit of the, the football perspective here Everyone's got their own personal thoughts On whether this is right or not And people can look at case numbers And hospital uh, numbers and all the rest of it And think that it's it's overly cautious This this is probably not the platform for that But you never know You can we've, we've gone down some strange roads over the last year Stephen As a Hibs or a St Johnston player If you had built yourself up And I know it was only 300 each But that might have been That might have meant that All your family and your friends were getting in As of last night Now tonight you get this news How disappointing would it be do you think? I think after the season You're used to playing in front of no fans So if you hadn't been told you were getting fans in, it wouldn't have. You'd have just had to accept it. It's been the way of the world. But to get it dangled in front of you, six hundred, hoping for maybe more, you do start to to kind of want more, and and then for it to be then taken away from you, you're maybe a wee bit extra disappointed. I think it still won't take anything away from the day they're getting to go and play in a a major final. I, I wish I had that opportunity so far, and I've not. But um, but I'm sure uh, they'll enjoy the day regardless. It does make it a lot harder though doesn't it I don't think we need to be you know, shy away from the fact um, That a lot of the, the players who have been on the show this season Have said that quite frankly it's rubbish Playing, playing in front of no fans that, no, is, is, that, yeah, is, that, is, that is that accurate? It's, it's pretty accurate yeah it's, um, it, it just seems really weird Especially after games you're, you're a bit wired You're passionate about something And it's just like there's nobody there like, You kind of feel a bit strange but Again it's something we've had to get used to Everyone's had to adapt their lives And it's just been Been mm. frustrating But again hopefully it'll, it'll change it, next listen, season I, I come back to it In the purely football terms It's a mild hit If What is concerning people In the south side of the city Doesn't improve We are talking about Thousands of fans Getting in To Scotland's Euro 2020 matches In not very well, long that that's on the assumption again. This is this is this is where I'm going to turn it not into a football debate. But that's assuming that it is really really serious and it's it's as serious and that this action is necessary, appropriate, justifiable, whatever. Clearly, I mean the decisions are all being taken in in good faith, obviously. But that, there's, there's obviously going to be room for for people to disagree. That's all uh, right. That, 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 yeah, I'm only making my point that it's a mild hit now, in order to avoid a big hit. Later on But the big hit later on Would involve Probably more people From the south side Because I'd imagine There's more Scotland fans there Is there going to be many South side Hibs fans And St Johnston, Johnston fans, fans. So they're going to be Travelling in And then how many workers In the kiosks I don't even know If the kiosks would be open yeah. Would be From the south side Your chances I'd have thought Would be a hell of a lot Smaller Hugh but Yeah I mean I guess The, the yeah Travelling in and out of Glasgow At the moment now Won't be Advised either Eddie you are from Aberdeen We heard a bit from Jason Leach there He also went on to say that It is technically possible That the A crowd could be allowed in at a level 2 area Although it's, it's pretty short term is, is that something Do you think that's an option that could be explored Your home city for instance uh, Well I'm actually from Glasgow originally I, do, I live up here now I've been up here 19 years um, But I, I just think 600 fans. I think it may have been an opportunity actually for them to show that how well we and we could bring those fans in, albeit just 600 even. Uh, you know, for the Euros, this is you know we'll bring these guys in 
I just find 600 people coming in to control properly and and we could have had a chance there just to show um, how good we could actually be in bringing guys into the stadium and putting them out and putting them onto buses and back mm-hmm. home safely. You know, I, and I just look at Hamden and, and what else has been happening around about. I just think we, we had a chance to show what we could have done there. But Eddie, you're talking about the confines of the stadium. People have got to travel to the south side and some, many will go by train and they've got to go through places in the south side, maybe even have a drink outside on the south side. They're they're simply trying to to keep things under control at the moment in case it gets worse. Yeah, I think the the situation has changed where, you know, Glasgow is in a different position now. We're going to be in a different tier. The rules have changed. And so that that's understandable. What going back to last night, I think the frustration came from was you're talking about six hundred, and then three weeks later there would be twelve thousand in uh-huh. there. So people, you can understand why people would say, mm, you know, "Can we not? Yeah. Can we do a bit more?" But now we're down to zero, as you've said. That you know the situation has changed. It's a bit of a shame. That, thanks to Eddie and Aberdeen. What about on the point of of moving it? Stephen, I mean, let's just say that the goal that Hibbs scored that was definitely offside and should have been disallowed, and Mother would have went through in the cup, and then you get to the final, right? You see, you see where I'm going on this, right? <laughs> um, would you rather play at, say, Petodre in front of 600 fans, or an empty Hamden because it's Hamden and it's the Scottish Cup final and it's the showpiece event? Look, I think it's a hard one, and every player would be different. I would certainly like to lift a trophy at Hamden. But I'd also like to lift a trophy in front of people, whether that's my friends mm. and family or the supporters that Again. love that club. Um, so I can argue both sides. I, I would probably rather have fans. If it's 600, maybe not. 600's a low amount. But you're talking, if you could get 5,000, mm. you're going to you're going to hear that. You know what I mean? That's, going, that's not going to be like it's like yeah. a game down the park. You're going to hear it. And um, that must feel be good. I think that would mean more to me than than, than it being at Hamden. But it is a small, you know, would be a small number anyway. Yeah. You would imagine six hundred so. Hamden. I'd rather none at Hamden. Do you know what I mean? But so you'd rather none at Hamden than six hundred at Pitodry. Yes, but I'd rather maybe five thousand. <laughs> ah, you're not getting that. Uh, one. Well, don't I'm, be I'm, I'm negotiating. <laughs> Come on, don't be greedy. Absolutely not. Uh, right, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Any more on this teaser now? As always, there's a bit of a stewards' inquiry, right? I, I, we can we can take it up to, I think we can take it up to nine, right? And I'll give you the free one. We'll add in. Gavin Ray Now a lot of websites When you check Rangers list of, of captains oh. He's he's not on it But he was I think was it when Barry Ferguson Yeah Was stripped of the captaincy I think Gavin Ray took over for a for a short time So I'll give you Gavin Ray So it was Davey Weir Yes I kept thinking David, Who did he put? Falkirk Hearts, Hearts as well yeah was, uh, Can I make that up? You're was, looking at certainly at Falkirk I might have won Please be Steve, Stephen Presley no, no. Did he not, was he not a captain? Was Celtic, Celtic captain? No. Tax- you're, you're hopeless at this. By Taxi way. for O'Donnell. Oh, right. So before Scott Brown, and we have increased it to nine, just to be fair to Gavin if he's listening. Before Scott Brown, nine Celtic or Rangers captains this century that have also played for another Scottish team. Gavin Ray, I gave you for free. Davy Weir, Jackie McNamara, Paul Lambert, Tom Boyd. We'll get the rest and more of your calls next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 
0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Stephen O'Donnell are here I loved Stephen O'Donnell's insight It's been great to have him Talking about the Scotland squad And talking about players that he's played against And the Celtic captaincy And how Rangers are improved But my goodness he is hopeless at the full time teaser Rotten One of the worst yeah. we've ever seen Rank um, but anyway, never know. Still time to redeem himself. Before Scott Brown, can you name nine Celtic or Rangers captains this century that have also played for another Scottish team? I've given you Gavin Ray, um, Davy Weir, Jackie McNamara, Paul Lambert, Tom Boyd, Charlie Mulgrew. No, nah, he was, wasn't club captain at Celtic. Well, I mean, probably I, wore I the that. armband. <laughs> probably wore the armband many times. Mm-hmm. There is. Definitely one here that you've worked closely with. Very closely with. It's Scott. You are on. Oh, this is <laughs> right. It's not Angelo Alessio, obviously. It's not Alex Dyer. Only McCulloch. There we go. I thought um, we were never going to get there. Yes. <laughs> they all count Even though I rolled it along With the goal no line no assistance. <laughs> Lee McCulloch. There we go. Right. Uh, let's bring in Adam. In Eaglesham What's your point tonight Adam? Hi guys Hi. Listen I was just hoping to have a chat about The season ahead um, I'm, a, I'm a Rangers fan I'm pleased with the season we've had I'm really happy with who's gone But I'm thinking about Strengthening the squad And I know uh, Speaking to a few of my pals We're thinking they're getting excited About bringing in talent That we've never seen But I mean I'm a bit more interested In maybe looking at some talent Closer to home And I guess I'm just Wondering what the panel think about Is it Do you think Rangers are going to go into the Scottish League And take some I mean I'm thinking of guys like Shankland Good season the past few years If you're a Rangers fan I think he do a really decent job He can score goals in the league uh, I'm thinking of Ferguson at Aberdeen You know He's been brilliant this season I think I'd like to see him step up So Just curious what the panel think uh, Stephen What have you the names that, that Adam's made right? Say, Let's take Kevin Nisbet as an example Because he was a new signing Into the, the top flight this season What have you made of of him? No, he's, he's been, been very good Impressive It's also great when you see Coming through Played, I think he played League One Championship So great how well he's done um, And away with Scotland I got like, a closer look at him And um, technically very, very good And um, obviously the chance Was at Birmingham, Birmingham yeah. So look, I've no doubt he'll be going somewhere in the summer um, a, a, a club like Rangers Celtic There's always talk of Signing boys from Celtic uh, Boys from Scotland Sorry but um, It's just Seeing Kevin N- up. Seeing Kevin Nisbet up close At Scotland training did, did he I mean did he surprise you I take it He he, fits, he fitted in at that level Very quickly Having never been in it, in it before Yeah no technically I think him and And, and Lauren Shanklin Both done very well um, When they were away with Scotland and, in my opinion Not that my opinion really matters well, It does on here scale, Between but, 6 and 8 But between you 6 and 8 here I thought the two of them Done very well And um, and yeah I, I would think They could do a very good job For Celtic Or Rangers If they were mm-hmm. if they were Speculation so. linking Celtic With uh, Kevin Nisbet This morning And Down through the years There's always been uh, That moment Where Celtic and Rangers Target the same player So it wouldn't be A major surprise If both had them In their sights Fashion Sakala coming in, people mm-hmm. reckon could score a lot of goals for Rangers. You know that might minimise the the chances of uh, Shankland or Nisbet being on Rangers' radar. But we'll have a, a nice long summer full mm-hmm. of this talk. Yeah, how 
Would they fit Adam Because you're right They're obviously good players But Hugh mentions Fashion Sakala Has already been signed We're about to embark On yet another Will Morelos Stay or not Summer I suspect Jermaine Defoe His future Who knows Cedric Eaton's still there Kamar Roof is still there D- The Rangers need Another striker at the moment Well you know It just takes a couple Of those guys To get an injury I mean I know It's, it's obvious But you know, if that happens, and then all of a sudden you're thinking, well, who do we have to come off the bench? Who do we have to play back up? And well, who do we have to challenge? We want a competitive squad. I mean, I remember years ago when Stephen Thompson signed for Rangers, and people thought, well, you know, why have we signed him? He was a brilliant signing. I thought he played really well. He came off the bench loads. He started in Europe. You know, so I'm I'm still hopeful to pick up a guy like Shanklin, like this, but. Scoring well, real potential for both us and the Scotland squad. I can't see it doing any harm at all. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting summer for everyone, I think. Thank you to Adam and Eaglesham. It was nice to speak to you. 01419511025. Let's bring in Davy, just a little bit further than Eaglesham. He is in Oakville, Ontario, Canada. Hugh Keevans, ever been there? Uh, I've been in Canada, not in Ontario, no. Davy, take it away. Hi. Great to talk to you guys. I love your show. Um, I just don't uh, think that Stephen Gerrard gets enough credit. And I'll tell you why. Uh, When he inherited the job at Rangers, uh, the the calibre of player was for the lower divisions. So it was a formidable task. Plus, Celtic won such a high and a chest load of money. and They weren't going for 10. They were going for like 13, 14 titles in a row. So I can't believe that some of the people say that he's only got one trophy out of nine. Um, Because the first season, you couldn't really count that. I mean, it's just so much of a challenge. And trying to get rid of some of these players, he wasn't going to get much money for them. And then he had to bring more in. So his budget was minuscule compared to like Celtic. But he stuck with the task. And in the second year, he raised the bar. Fell short, stuck with it. Now we're, you know, top of the world. It's brilliant. Who is it, Davey, that's that's not giving him enough credit? And I, look, I know I'm being quite, I've been lucky here with this because of the the week that we've had. But today he was named SPFL Premiership Manager of the Year. He's on the shortlist for the PFA Award, so his fellow managers rate him. He's on the shortlist for the Football Writers Award, so the press rate him. He's he's about to potentially win them all. I don't know. What what do you mean when you say he's not getting the credit he deserves? Well, well, it was kind of up for debate if he was getting the managers of the year. Yeah, the yeah. To, to be fair, some of them it's you know. not it's not been done yet. And and I get that, I understand that. And Callum Davison's done a brilliant job, but I just think what what Stephen Gerrard's achieved is it's just I, I can't believe it. I think it's a miracle. Well, I, um, I really you know I think you're talking, David, about fans. Uh, fans are tribalistic. David, to be fair to David, he's right that we had a debate about manager of the year, and, and pundits were also mentioning Callum Davidson and, and so on. Well, you, you are allowed to mention other runners in the race, uh, but he, he's been given, as far as I can discern, he's been given credit throughout the season, uh, both for domestic uh, accomplishments in the league. That there have been no domestic accomplishments in the cup. He's gone out of both, but. Uh, Europe Europe was terrific From Rangers perspective You know As ever In the, our little part Of the world um, If You're a Rangers fan Steven Gerrard Gets all the credit In the world If you're a Celtic fan You'll try And take away From what he has achieved In the league uh, But I think 
so far as the media, his fellow managers are concerned, he's been given Every shred of credit he deserves Davey in about 19 hours time Forgive me if my arithmetic is not right But we will know if Rangers have Completed a Premiership season Undefeated Being so close Like I say Hours away How much How much does that matter to you now Compared to maybe You know a few months ago When just getting any You know getting over the line Would have been the priority Well now it's important Now the game means something Yeah Because I was like Hugh, I can remember going back to 1968 when Aberdeen beat us at Ibrox in the last game of the season. But the other thing I'd like to say is I don't think he's, Gerard's been acknowledged for the team that he's put together and how much it's cost. I mean, how much money has he actually spent in the last three years? Yeah, how much I'm, has he spent this last season? Again, I, I maybe can't provide the level of, of praise that... that People look for But you know We have I think many times Mentioned Glenn Kamara A great bit of business On the other hand Money has been spent Kamar Roof's fee and wage Is not small Money spent on Cedric Eaton And so on But Davey's right The midfield in particular Hardly anything spent Wise free transfers Like Arfield and Davis and McGregor So Davey is absolutely right I don't know if we can give you The level of praise That, that you're hoping for But I don't know what else we can do Other than to vote the man The manager of the year What else You know if it's a knighthood You better call Somebody else Other than this programme You'll need to get behind you In the queue surely Well I'm just waiting for the BAFTA award Or the Lifetime <laughs> Achievement award Along those lines No awards for modesty anyway Thank you Davey It was lovely to speak to you All the way from Canada Make sure you stay in touch It would be nice to Keep up to speed with you um, I don't think we've got Enough time for any more calls So I wouldn't want to waste your time But we will be on the open line Tomorrow afternoon so make sure you join us How big is this battle at the bottom tomorrow Now Hamilton boss Brian Rice Says they face a really difficult task To get out of the championship next season They are all but down It would take a 9-0 victory Against Kilmarnock I mean don't, I Don't say tomorrow He's oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> He's rubbed off on enough. me He's rubbed off on me um, I always say to expect the unexpected in Scottish football I'm always optimistic that it will provide drama I'm not sure about a 9-0 win for Hamilton no, I, I must say you know, but I, I'm sure the fans are prepared That they've prepared themselves for this moment Hamilton Ackies There's no point in patronising Hamilton Ackies have punched above their weight They've been fantastic for 7 years mm-hmm. And the run has come to an end And they're also on the final day Playing a Kilmarnock team Whose livelihoods depend On getting a result there perhaps So uh, so long, it's been good to know you Well on that though, there is still a lot to play for And that's why the split's been great We're looking forward to the drama on Sunday afternoon Because Hamilton, Kilmarnock, Motherwell, Ross County So Kelly and Ross County trying to make sure that they don't finish In the relegation playoff spot And have to take on probably Dundee Maybe Wraith if they can pull off the unlikely And Stephen O'Donnell it is your Motherwell team Who host Ross County What's it like at this stage of the season? Because People from the outside Can make the accusation And say Ross County have got something To play for And Motherwell don't Well I think it's obviously Important how you finish a season We've been a very good run Especially in the, the split And um, we want to try And tie down 7th place and, and if we win that We do it If we win the game We do it um, Obviously depending on what happens at um, St Mirren and Dundee United Could affect us as well Maybe a draw could Be enough as a draw there But We want to win You want to win every game And um, I was involved in a game like this a couple of years ago. Um, I was at Thistle, we'd won the league and we're playing Dunfermline. And um, 
maybe an added incentive for us was the fans were there. It was a pretty much a full house, and so did the family need something? The family right. needed to. I think it was a point or to win, and whichever one it was, we came back from two down or something and, and managed to nick it. And coming back from it was a game we didn't need to come back from mm, yeah. as such. If you want to be cynical, so so no, look, I, I've been involved in them. Um, I know personally, and I know the manager, and I know the the, the squad we've got together is we'll be putting everything in it to, to win the game and, and, and finish the season on a high ok let's see if you two can finish the show on a high that might be harder we're looking <laughs> for before Scott Brown can you name nine Celtic or Rangers captains this century that have also played for another Scottish team Gavin Ray Lee McCulloch Davy Weir Jackie McNamara Paul Lambert and Tom Boyd which means you've got three to get <laughs> Where's my? I used to have a tumbleweed sound effect. I think I did. I delete it. Oh, oh there it is. Yeah, I've got it somewhere. Anyway, we're a bit late for that. Anything else? Need clues already? Yes. Yes. Stephen O'Donnell has answered one of these. I think my taxi's outside. Um, I'm just about to go. Right. Okay. Um, who was the Rangers captain before James Tavernier? Lee. Mc... You got the first name right. Is he down in England? Yes. Lee Wallace <laughs> Look how delighted with himself he is There's nothing you can do to rescue this performance Lee Wallace, well done Who was the Celtic captain before Scott Brown? Also played for Stephen's Motherwell And he's now back at Celtic And you probably will find him in the dugout tomorrow Steve McManus Steve McManus oh, geez, oh. And the last one, very sneaky Very, very sneaky Because I think he managed just a, one game or a couple for Clyde You've just forgotten that he played for another Scottish team. You might not even have known. Oh, come on. If we're talking about Rangers captains in this century. Barry Ferguson. Barry Ferguson. Oh, because he was a manager there, wasn't he? There we go. That was hopeless. But I enjoyed the show before that. Thank you, Hugh Keevan, Stephen O'Donnell. It was great to have you. We enjoyed it. We wish you a successful summer. That's all we'll say on it. I know you don't like to jinx things. Um, And thank you for all your calls and tweets. Glasgow, I know you've had a bit of a... Bit of a blow today, but some tough news. I know just the man to cheer you up. GBX Anthems up next. <laughs>